Welcome to the Rebelpreneur Podcast. Mel Cutler here, your ultimate rebelpreneur, business nonconformist, and disruptor to the max. I wanted to welcome you to another new interview for you to listen into that's going to blow your mind. Remember to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already and leave an awesome review the moment you feel that your brain just shifted in a new direction to create amazing results in your life and business. Ding, ding, ding. Important note. I am still giving my brand new book, The Big Boom, away for free. You're going to learn how to ignite your life, blow up your barriers, and get explosive results in the entrepreneur revolution. You heard me right. Totally free. All I ask is that you cover shipping. Go to BigBoomBook.com. That's BigBoomBook.com right now and grab your copy while you still can and discover the secrets that helped me start six companies with two of them hitting seven figures in revenue and retiring at age 25. You will absolutely love it. Okay, let's get this show started. I have a really, really, really special guest with me here today, Aaron Anastasi. How you doing, man? I'm great, and I'm just psyched to be here. I, I love you. I love what you do, and I'm honored to be here. Hey, man. Well, thank you for uh, being on the Rebelpreneur podcast, and I got to tell you, everyone who's listening to this right now, you guys are going to get a tremendous, tremendous amount of value. Aaron just came out with his brand new book, The Voice of Your Dreams, and he's going to be sharing how you guys can get your early edition copy of this at the end of the podcast. So make sure you listen in, make sure you take really good notes, because right now I know there's going to be some major wisdom dropped on this call. And what, what, what I'm so excited about for Aaron to share is not only has he been successful in the creative space as an artist, as a writer, as a musician, as a producer, as an actor, which that in itself comes with its own challenges, but he's also been able to successfully start, grow seven-figure businesses, which putting those two skill sets together, the left brain and the right brain, that in itself is just fascinating. And so let's just jump right into it because uh, we have limited amount of time and I just want to start picking Aaron's brain so those wisdom tidbits are then transferred to you, the listener. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, give us a little intro. Yeah, sure. Uh, right now, I, I live in Los Angeles with my lovely, beautiful wife. I so one, one of the business that you're talking about, and I've got several. I've got I've got five right now, but um, the one kind of the flagship one is called Superior Singing Method, uh, where I teach people all over, all over the world through the power of the internet and video how to sing. And so that's super fun for me because I love helping people reach their dreams. And then just finished this book, which I'm ecstatic about because I I coach people and I've seen so many radical results in their life that now I feel like. Like I've got a book that this I almost called it the pocket coach, but my wife was like, no, it'll sound like somebody screaming at him from their pocket. So I was like, no. <laughs> so it's just kind of like I this can be and hopefully this will transform lives. I believe that'll transform lives. So anyway, that's that's a little bit about where I'm at. I love it. And, uh, you know, it, it's it takes a really big vision to say, you know, look, I've achieved these things as an entrepreneur and now I want to put it into a book and actually get it done. You know, I, yeah. I've. 
I've written a book and I'm on my second book and I know how, how it is that, you know, it's one thing to say, yeah, you know, I'm going to write a book and then to actually give birth to it, right? And, yeah. and to actually get it done. So yeah. um, let's start with your story. Like, were you always an entrepreneur growing up? Um, you know, did, tell us a little bit about you growing sure. up. Sure. Yeah, I when I was young, let's say like, you know, grade school and even even into early high school, I I grew up in a family that was actually we were really poor. We were we lived on the other side of the tracks. We actually went to a school where most of the people from the school like lived in the harbor. I grew up in Orange County, so most people were from Huntington Harbor, but I lived on the proverbial other side of the tracks and uh, we grew up really poor. I in fact my so I entrepreneurship wasn't even a thought for me growing up because my my parents honestly and I love my parents they loved me we it, that it was a great family in that respect but they had a very scarce mindset that they passed on to me that I lived out for a really good part of my well certainly my my teenage years but even much of my young adult life as well so I remember <laughs> I remember having to move out we were so poor at times that we had to move out of our house and move in with relatives who were very poor in very low income areas and were just jam packed in their in their little house and I just remember being in a room with my brothers and just jammed in there and cockroaches and just that image in my mind I remember <laughs> I remember thinking this I I I'm not going to live like this it, it was that seed in my mind of I'm going to figure out a way not to live like this when I get older. It, it didn't come to fruition until much later until I started realizing my own limiting voices and all the work that I've done. But uh, that was a time. And then, you know, life was also good. I also had a youth group. I, I went to this youth group and I had a mentor there who taught me, uh, who helped helped encourage my talents as an actor and as a as a singer and a song songwriter and encouraged me in that and helped me to encourage me to serve others and I remember one one thing he said that stuck with me forever is he said here's what I here's what I want for you he said you you're you, you're confident you you know you're you do the music here and so you're kind of in a leadership position I want you to find all the people here that look like outcasts and look like they're not having a good time and your job from this time forward is to make them feel as included as, as possible. And that had a really real big impact on me. And it shifted. It was one thing that began to shift my mindset off myself onto others. I love it. I love it. And that's, you know, what I believe is the is a true position of a leader is somebody who, yeah. who sees way more in others. You know, what your mentor was training you at an early age is to see more in others, to be able to lift them up, get them out of the gutter and actually yeah. have the belief first and then get the res results second. And Absolutely. Aaron, uh, one of the really powerful things you shared is, you know, as a child, we, we make these choices that we don't know that we're choosing. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, people say, oh, we're a product of our environment. Well, maybe, maybe not, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of, that, that's, that's an interesting thought. And for you growing up, and we, we actually grow, grew up uh, in the same area. <laughs> I mean, it's really, really similar. And yeah. as a child, when you saw the things that you didn't want anymore, and you were yeah. motivated from, look, uh, uh, you're away from motivation, there's yeah. also that next door neighbor who was your same age that said, you know what, this is how life is. And I'm just yeah. going to accept it. And now they have a very different future. So 
what is the difference that makes the difference? Yeah, that's a really good question. My my first thought is that for me it was and and it was a it was a growth process. For me, it started out as I'm going to work as hard as possible and I'm going to grind out as much as possible because I'm going to be successful. That was the way I first did it. And I saw some success doing that because hard workers do see some success. But what I realized over time that that hard work actually has a ceiling and it's, it's you know, work hard, work smarter, not harder. I mean, everybody's heard that, but I, I lived through that idea of, of I, it's not about grinding it out. And in fact, I, <laughs> my... <laughs> Big turning point for me is when I was with my coach just several, maybe five years ago, and I remember him saying something to me. He actually said to me, I, I, w- I was in a place where I, I'd maxed out what I could do with my hard work, and I, I didn't know anything about negative limiting voices or anything like that at the time, and I just, I was complaining to him, and I remember him saying, who do you have to be in order to get the results that you want? And I, and I thought he misspoke. I thought he meant like, what would you have to do? Cause again, I was in this do, it's all about doing, I just need to do more and do more. And, uh, no, who would you have to be? And that, that's the kind of, that's the question that started the journey for me of this idea of being of how we, what we believe and this idea of our limiting voices and what's going on in our mind that are causing our automatic responses and getting the results that we say we don't want, but that we continue to get. So that, that was part of the journey for me and part of the difference for me. Yeah, no, I love it. And, and you know, I believe the first step to change is that awareness, mm-hmm. right? I, this is what Tony Robbins talks about. All the people who've achieved extra amazing results, th- that's, they believe that, right? It's like your, yeah. your thoughts create your beliefs, your beliefs create your emotions, your emotions yep. lead you to action and therefore exactly. your results. So tell me, Aaron, what are some beliefs that you used to have that didn't get you the yeah. results you wanted to to you had to now think actually the opposite the contrarian type of viewpoint because yeah. you know we we have to look at the we have to look at the facts the facts of life is that the majority of people work jobs that they hate they go yeah. they buy shit they don't need right yeah. um and they they believe that life is done to them they're not the creators it's 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 they have been put into this so-called life and now they have to put up with it and we've all been there what is the difference that gets people out of that like what kind of thinking what kind of contrarian opposite rebellion type of thinking do you need to have yeah, the, the biggest one for me at the time, and I and I, I've since realized that this is not only common but pretty universal, is this thought of I don't have what it takes, and I thought I don't have what it takes to be as successful as an entrepreneur. I don't have what it takes to be successful as an actor, as a filmmaker, as anything. And I was, I believed that, and that was true because I believed it. But so the contrary thought for me is it, it it started with this idea of capacity. Okay, so um, I do or don't have what it takes. Like, how would I even know? Is there like some stamp of approval? Like I go to like a DMV and they're like, you're approved. Like you have what it takes. You don't like, there's no way. So I just started with, I believe that I have the capacity to find the resources to be successful in anything I need to be successful in. So that's what it began with. And I remember one of the things, so at the time when I was sitting with my coach, I I wanted to acting, I wanted to be an actor. I knew I needed an actor's reel. So this is just granular. There are a lot of big things that came out of this, but the, uh, he, 
one of the things that I realized was I needed to, I wanted to make a film so that I could have a good reel. I could have good footage for this reel so I can get an agent and get, get auditions and start, you know, booking stuff. So I had this script that I had written and I wanted to make this film and I was telling my coach, I'm really tenacious. And he said, up until a point, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, up until the point of making requests of others. And I realized at the point, I was trying to do everything on my own and I wasn't recruiting other people. I wasn't making requests of others. It was all about my ego and me getting it done. So that was one of the many tiny little shifts. So what I did is I started making requests of people. Okay, what do I have to believe to start making this request? I have to believe that somebody, because my limiting voice was nobody wants to work with me. Nobody want to build this project with me. Um, I'm going to be putting them out. They're too busy. I don't, you know, all those type of thoughts. So I just, in, I changed my way of being for just five minutes at a time. I didn't have to be 24 hours a day of changed my way of being. If I could just for the five minutes I was in the conversation of talking to somebody, believe that I had something of value to offer, that I could serve them in some way, that I could offer them something they wanted on that phone call. And then, then at the end be like, oh, okay. And anyway, so fast forward six months after that, I was on set downtown in Los Angeles in a, in a warehouse shooting a film that I, I now had 35 recruits. We had the camera that was shot like zero dark 30 and drive and all these other it was just looked great and now fast forward to about two weeks ago i just went to a red carpet event for that um it got into a couple of festivals so that was just one small shift that equaled radical different results for me that's awesome and so to put something like that together to get 30 plus people on board with a project for you to believe that that project can actually happen and for people to be willing to partake, uh, you know, maybe there was even some volunteers, right? How do you... Oh, who, all of them were volunteers. All, so they didn't even get paid. No, right? they were all volunteers. And, and you know what? I bet that they loved it. You know, th- that not even getting paid means that they were part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. So how did you paint that vision? Because yeah. being a successful entrepreneur, whether you're starting out or whether, you know, you're on your fifth company... That vision, you first paint it to yourself, right. and then you got to paint it to the troops. So yeah. how do you actually verbalize that, and who do you have to be to do that? Yeah. First of all, there's got to be a clarity of vision, because any leader, um, if if the... If it's foggy in my mind or even just kind of misty in my mind what the vision is, when I cast it, it's going to be a complete fog to other people. So I got crystal clear about what I was up to. And the first thing was, hey, look, I'm going to create something that's so well done and that's so beautiful. It will be better than anything else that you have on your reel and your footage currently. Not only that, but this is going to get into festivals. And after it gets into a few festivals, I'm going to write the full screenplay and this is going to become a feature film. So for me, it was clear of where I was going and so getting them on board not like um, do you think you can help on my little project and I hope it happens nobody would have come on board for that yeah I love it and <clears throat> what's powerful is in your book you talk about that clarity of vision well, I mean mm-hmm. over and over and over again example after example and yeah. for those of you listening to this or watching this I would that is that's a golden nugget that is something that you know People sometimes they believe, maybe they don't believe life can change in an instant. And that's exactly a belief I know that if you adopted it right now, clarity in vision, everything will change. The right people come into your life, the right opportunities show up, the right prop, more importantly, the right problems to solve. Because your brain, the way it works, 
how the neurons synapse in your brain is that you're not going to move to action unless there's clarity here. If the pictures aren't here clear, then nothing happens. And that, I believe, is the difference between the visionary and the people who work for the visionary. Yeah. Right. And it's just the it's just an evolution of mind. It's, we all start, you know, hey, I started working job after job after job. Yeah. And the soon as soon as I got clarity of mind, I said, you know what, it's time for me to start my own business. Yeah. So when you started, I mean, you know, obviously right now you're you're very successful. You run five businesses. Um, how do you manage that? in your own brain when people can barely start a business or run one. Yeah. How do I manage that in my own brain? I, to me, I see, well, first of all, lots of help, lots of recruiting. Like I, to me, an entrepreneur and a great leader, you're not a leader if nobody's following you. And so that it's really recruiting the right team has been a really big part of it for me and getting real clear on my own values. Because when I first started the businesses, I was working around the clock. And so I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't design my lifestyle first. I just, I just wanted, I want to make this work. I want to make this work. This is going to be successful. I was still in that kind of go, go, go mode. So um, now, now I'm really clear about my boundaries. I'll rarely, rarely work nights. I rarely, rarely work weekends unless there's some kind of events coming up. And I, I'm more and more in getting my life to where I'm only doing the things that only I can do. And so what is it that what is it that's most important that depends on me? Like where I'm sitting right now, none of my staff can do what I'm doing right now. They can't be me interviewed by you. So certain th- the things that I'm specifically gifted at are the things that I spend the most time doing and it's the hell yeah or no you know the Derek Sivers thing. If it's a hell yeah for me, then I'm going to do it. If it's like a yeah, that would be great, that's a clear no. So that's a big part of it for me is creating my life, recruiting the right team, and and uh, and keeping keeping my boundaries intact. Okay, and and th- I mean that's 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 the way it's done. I mean that's powerful. Thank you. Um, who do you need to believe you are mm. to recruit that team? Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> I need to believe that I'm a great leader and I need to believe that I'm going somewhere great. And not only that, but I need to believe that they are going, going to get as much or more out of this than I am. And not just try to convince them of that, but really believe that in my mind that if I'm powerfully serving um, the world, that that's when it's going to come back to me the most. And not even in a selfish way maybe even in a selfish way, but the idea that the more powerfully I can serve other people, the people that work for me and, and whoever my clients are, that's when, that's when things are going to come my way. So believing that I am, I am a great leader, I am leading people to a better version of themselves, and I am creating a world that's going to be better when I leave it. Hmm. Love it. Love it. On that thought, have you picked up my new book, Big Boom, yet? For a very limited time, I'm giving it away for free. You will learn how to sell your product and service better, how to market so you get unlimited leads, and how to grow an all-star team without spending a fortune. Go to BigBoomBook.com, that's BigBoomBook.com, and just cover shipping and I'll ship it to you ASAP. Also, if you've already gotten some great value from Rebelpreneur Radio, go leave us an awesome review so you can inspire somebody with your words. So. When, you know, I mean, right now what we're seeing is we're seeing the Aaron Anastasi 
2016. We're seeing the, you know, uh, the version 3.0. Let, let's go back to 1.0. Let's go to yeah. Windows 98. Let's yeah. go, let's go, um, <laughs> let's go backwards. And let's, yeah. let's, let's ask that, Aaron, <clears throat> what is the defining moments that have happened in that Aaron's life looking back on that now bringing it forward what are some life like life instances significant emotional events that happened in your life that defined you who you are today yeah certainly that that moment with my coach that I'd mentioned that was a big one but that even that was just what was it five six seven years ago before that was I I remember I met a, a guy. He's a public figure now. His name's Andy Stanley. He's a big leader leadership guy. He actually has a huge church as well, like fifty, sixty thousand person church, whatever. But he's big in just the leadership circles as well. Well, I met him when he was uh, just kind of starting all that, and he began he began mentoring me. He mentored me for over the course of several years. It was about ten years. It kind of petered off at, um, as that went on. But I remember one thing that he, this was a pretty significant moment for me. <laughs> of just of of this future focus and he said to me so i was 21 at the time and i was tell, i was all excited and i was like i want to there's so many things i want to do and i'll go out and do but i didn't have any education at, at the time at high school education uh, but he i said to him well i kind of want to go to college i think that would be good but i just want to get to work and do the thing and he said it was just so simple but it it was such a mind shift for me he said well, you could be 30 years old with a degree or you could be 30 years old without a degree. And the reason that was so powerful for me was it was this few, it was like the future's coming and you can create a future in your mind that you want to bring to pass or you can just not create the future that you want and just whatever's going to come to pass. And so I did. I signed up for school that week. I went through, I went, I, and then I discovered I had some <coughs> academic gifting. I went all the way through college and then I got into Princeton and I did another three years in grad school at Princeton and ended up really loving it. And it built kind of the foundation for the rest of the work that I do now. Yeah, love it. You know, um, Rob Bell just came mm. out with a new book, Be Here yeah. Now. Yeah. Powerful. I mean, it's, it's mind altering and whether, you know, putting all religion aside, the spiritual yeah. principles he talks about in that book is a hundred percent without a single doubt, you are mm -hmm. co-creating the world right now. Love it. Every, everything mm -hmm. that happens is because you're creating it, yeah. period. Now, um, whatever your beliefs are on the creator is great, but yeah. you actually being a co-creator and your thoughts are things as Deepak Chopra brought to light where yeah. your thoughts are chemicals and those chemicals yeah. create emotions throughout your body. And those chemicals really determine who you are because those create the emotions throughout your everyday life. And yeah. The sum total of the life is the, res the actions you take or you don't take. And, right. you know, you talk a lot about these great, great concepts. And really, I believe business is spiritual and yeah. spiritualness is business because business is just solving people's problems, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like, and it's the relationships you have with these people that keep them coming back. 
And I, I think entrepreneurs all too often lose the vision. They lose the sight because they're blinded by money. And when that happens and you let money define you, well, sometimes you have money and sometimes you don't have money, right? It's like entrepreneurship is about taking those calculated risks. So what do you, you know, you're a coach, you're somebody that people come to, to seek amazing advice from when, when you see a client who is so attached to money and they're defined really by the material things out there in life, um, what do you say to them to be able to shift their mind to have long-term and scalable success? Yeah, that's great. I, first of all, so many people and so many of my clients, so many people I come in contact with, they associate money with oxygen. Money is not oxygen. Money is money. I see money as feedback. So if my bank account is lower than I want it to be, it's feedback, not of, oh, I'm bad and I've done something wrong and I need to work hard. It's none of that kind of feedback. It's only feedback that I could be serving people more powerfully. It's only feedback that I could be more creative in what I'm doing. It's just feedback that I haven't been as creative and, and serving people as much. So to me, money is like happiness. If you go after money, just like if you go after happiness, you'll probably never find it. Some people, you, you might, there's some loopholes, but you'll probably never find it. But there are other ways to go about it. And actually, it's the same for both of those. When we love and serve other people, that's when, that's when we, we, we get love and we get happiness, when we serve other people. And the same thing with money. When we serve people powerfully over and over and over again, money just flows into us. So it doesn't, it's not oxygen. It's not, it's not something that, oh, if I don't have it, I'm, I'm going to freak out. It's just feedback and it just the feedback is I haven't been creative enough recently I haven't been serving people enough recently no problem no shame I'm going to get out there and be creative and I'm going to serve more awesome so somebody right now that's listening to this they're they're a business owner maybe they've done well in the past they made some money they maybe even grew a team and now they're looking back and they're saying what the heck? Why is business a struggle now? Why is it harder mm-hmm. to get clients? Why is it harder to keep good people? Um, you know, uh, and they look at the bank account and they're realizing they're working their ass off, but the bank account is going the opposite way it should. Right. What do you What do you say to that person? Yeah, a couple of things. The first one is I, I love even the way you phrased that was was the the question. Why is this harder? Why is this? See, we have these limiting voices and not just the limiting voices like, oh, you're, you don't have what it takes. You're dumb. You can't do that. But we actually live in questions as well. And so even just the fact that that, you know, this fictitious person, but very common is saying, why is it so hard? Why can't I do this? Why? He's living in those questions. See, our subconscious mind is programmed to to affirmatively support the questions that we ask it. And so it's asking the wrong questions. It'll automatically answer the questions and even provide evidence to support the ideas we're inquiring about. So I would say, first of all, just start living in different questions. I would say, wake up every day and say, why does success follow me everywhere I go? Um, when did I become so confident and grounded? Where did all this money come from? It's different questions to let your mind begin to answer because it finds evidence for that. So if it's, why is this so hard? Then we start building a case in our mind of why it's so hard. But if we say, why is this so easy? And it's not just like, 
our words are very powerful, but it's more than just positive affirmations, but it's actual getting these things in our mind to where our subconscious, they get into our, when we rehearse them enough, our subconscious starts, starts thinking them over and over again, and then they begin ch- changing the way we think, changing the way we feel, as you've said, change our, change our responses and changing our results. Mm, I love it. I have power. That's powerful. Wow. I mean, I'm just getting giddy in my seat here because, I mean, just that one thing you said that your mind, your mind will affirm and will validate everything you're telling it. I mean, think about the power of that, right? And so if you're telling it a bunch of crap, it's going to deliver you exactly that, and the it moment, wants to be right. <laughs> it wants to be right. It's like that five-year-old kid. It wants to be right. The, the worst thing that for any human being, the worst thing that could ever happen is to be wrong mm-hmm. because of our values, because of our significance, because of our ego. And yeah. so your mind doesn't want to tell you you're wrong. <clears throat> so, so what you're saying, Aaron, if I'm hearing you clear is that a great first step for people to become even more successful and to get out of the struggle that entrepreneurship does not have to be. It doesn't have to be a struggle. People don't have to go at it alone anymore. They can find people like you. They can pick up you know, your book and they can say, hey, like this is going to be my guidebook. This is something that I want to learn. I want to understand how my mind works. So yeah. you're saying a, a great first step for somebody who's thinking along those lines is to start asking yourself the right empowering questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and along those lines, so I have a list on my phone of these questions. I literally, I was when I was talking about this, I was pulling it up and some of the mo- ones that I say daily. Why am I so good with money? How is it so easy to meet all the right people? How, how, how is it that my work impacts so many people? I literally have a list that I go over every day because I'm reprogramming the questions that I have because this has been such historically such a struggle for me that I'm choosing differently. I, I actually have another list on my phone that's called The Truth About You because the deal is, and, and you know this, is that when we live in lies, that's what keeps us stuck and keeps us in a small world. It's the truth that sets us free. So the truth about you, this list is is for me really powerful and I go over it every morning as well. And it just, it's, it's things that people have said about me because oftentimes the gifts that we have and the things we're good at, we don't always recognize because we're living inside of our own body and we think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm good at this, but everybody is, right? You just think that's true, but we have these particular giftings. So I listen to what other people say, you know, like one of them is a good, a good friend and leader says, you, uh, you systematically create success in your life and inspire the same in others. And he's a great leader that said that to me. So I didn't just let it uh, encourage me in the moment. I took it, captured it, put it in my phone, and, and I've got actually a list of about 20 comments that, that counter specific lies that I believe. So when I think I'm a fraud, I suck, I don't have value to help other people out, when those because those thoughts still will come to my mind and I can deal with them, I can let them pass or do whatever, but this is a way that I could reprogram them. And so let's say about my acting. I have an acting coach who's a famous actor also that has said, uh, I consider you a professional actor. You have a very natural quality to your acting. So this is a very specific truth from somebody I respect that counters the lie that, I suck, I'm too old, I'll never make it, all this, all this other kind of stuff. So that's been really powerful for me too to begin redesigning those thoughts. That's actually a, one of the chapters in my book is called The Truth About You where I talk about that. Love it, love it. So, so for everyone listening or watching, 
right now an actionable item for you to take, which Aaron and I both highly recommend, <laughs> is don't just listen. You have to take action, right? If, if there's no new action, nothing's going to change. And the Absolutely. new action that you can take right now is literally to start making that list for yourself. Start making a positive, in NLP, it's called reframing of your mind. How do you, what is the switch? Like oftentimes we're really good to, to you know, turn the lights off, right? We can, we can just switch the light off and say negative things because that's how oftentimes our brain is programmed from when we're a little kid, we hear the word no many, many more times than the word yes. It's just how we're programmed, right? Because no one taught our parents and no one taught our parents' parents. So it was passed down to us, but it's up to us to make the change. It's up to us to say, you know what, we've lived so long one way, but we want to live a completely different way the next, the next life. So make a list right now of positive things that you can say to yourself that are true. And Aaron, I love it because you're, you're taking not even your words, you're taking somebody else's words that have told you, which oftentimes that's even more believable than your own words, right? It is for me because I, I sometimes I, I can be like, I'm great and I'm this and I'm that, but it's hard for me to convince my brain and that's what I need to do is convince my brain. But if somebody I really, really respect says it for some reason, for me, for whatever reason, it impacts me impacts me differently and if a lot of different people that I respect are saying a lot of the same kinds of things then that really lands for me if I could rehearse that over and over again yeah and in in our event the entrepreneur revolution where we were so excited to have you come guest speak at it's a it's an event where we actually do processes exactly like what we're talking about right now we do it in a group setting and you hear those positive affirmations and they then are embedded and you feel differently after you walk out of that event because your brain has changed and your brain always wants to change. We know that there's this thing called neuroplasticity where your brain, where before they thought, you know, there's no more brain cells. Once you lose them, you lose them. Well, that's not the case. You can rebuild, you can strengthen, you can actually grow stronger synapses in your brain to become a whole new person Right away. I mean, literally after listening to this. So that new person, Aaron, if you were to go back 20 years and tell the Aaron that's, you know, in his teens, some advice to, to grow faster, to develop even more successfully, um, or, or, you know, it's not necessarily about becoming success i mean you know everyone has a different interpretation of successful it could it could be just living an even more amazing life what advice would you tell that aaron yeah i would tell that aaron believe in your bigness there's so much more in you than you realize and make decisions as if that were true because it is true and watch your life get radically different results. Watch the future unfold before you that's worth living and, and into an exciting adventure where you feel alive and are powerfully serving humanity. If I, if I believed that earlier, I think things would be different. I would have burnt less relationships. I would have burnt less opportunities. Uh, and again, I'm not living in shame about that, but that, that's definitely the message that I would, I would give myself. Love it. Love it. Awesome. So I have a series of, I have a series of quick fire questions here that I'm just going <clears> to <throat> fire at you. It's kind of 
something fun we do on the podcast. So you ready? Sure. Okay. Here we go. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? In life and dreams, play the game passionately, intensely, and fearlessly, but don't make it significant. It's just a game. <laughs> love it. Love it. What's one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Real simple, but daily exercise, daily meditation, and daily going over my truth about you list. Really, my morning routine. Awesome. Awesome. What is one piece of equipment or technology or an app that you or your, or your business you just can't live without? Uh, recently, Hootsuite. Hootsuite is, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I've, I have five different social media outlets, and so I have my assistant just load in Hootsuite for, with all my content for months at a time, and it just disseminates it once every day, so I'm not on my phone constantly posting every day. It's just saved me loads and loads of time. Love it. Love it. Hootsuite. What book would you recommend? Besides mine and yours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved your book, by the way. I, I didn't even tell you this. I want to tell you, I, I listened to it three times um, and oh, did nice. the exercises, and it was really powerful. So definitely recommend your book. I'd recommend my book. Another one would be uh, The Three Laws of Performance. That's what, a book that's been really powerful for me. Three Laws of Performance. Awesome. Awesome. What, what's right now, looking at the world, what is it missing? Well, the reason I wrote this book is because I think that the world is missing freedom from the tyranny of their thoughts, freedom from the tyranny of their limiting voices. And if they can understand how to begin to unearth those and redesign those, their, their life would, would change radically. In fact, I, just in my mind right now, I remember one of my, one of my clients, she, and, and again, it's not all about money, but she, one of her limiting voices were, was money was evil. She had a company that was a million-dollar company. We began to redesign that, and I was asking her, what would you do if you had an extra million dollars? And she would do all these beautiful things. She was a Harvard-trained lawyer who speaks on diversity and, and inclu- inclusion, and she's doing wonderful things in the world. And once she kind of saw what she would do with that money, fast forward a year later, and her business uh, made $1.6 million is on track to make next year even double that. So limiting voices powerfully keep us stuck. And if we just unearth even a few, we could have radical changes. Yeah. Love it. Love it. What is one thing that listeners should do to make, to make their business more of a movement and to truly step into their rebelpreneur? Yeah, this a little bit goes back to the vision conversation and uh, not just clarity of vision, but cl- but but getting your vision so clear and so and written out and say it a million times, say it to where it's so clear to where when you're recruiting people, because there's a, an old uh, ancient proverb that says, without vision, the people die. And so like the people are your people. Who are you leading? And that vision, n- not just crystal clear in your mind, but needs to be communicated over and over and over to anybody that you recruit and enroll into, into your program. And we're always recruiting. We're always enrolling. Even if you don't think you're a leader, listener, you are, and you're constantly enrolling somebody into a negative thing or you're enrolling them into a positive thing. So constantly keeping that vision before anybody you're recruiting is really powerful. Love it. Love it. Can you talk maybe about, um, I know the listeners are probably wondering about the voice of your dreams, the book. Can you talk a little bit more about it? Maybe your favorite chapter or a process that you have uh, written about that kind of is something they should know right now. 
Yes, absolutely. I So it's called The Voice of Your Dreams, and I do have a singing lesson program online, so a lot of people might think, oh, it's this book about how to sing. It's not. It's how to be a singer, how to be an entrepreneur, or how to be an artist, how to be any anybody successful at anything. That's really what it's about. The idea is uh, the voice of your dreams is calling to you. We all have this, this voice that's calling us to be greater, and not just greater for us, but greater so can make the world a better place but the voices of limitations sometimes are shouting so much louder that we can't hear that voice of your dreams and one process i'd actually like to take take people through right now is one of my chapters is called what a racket and this is a really powerful way that i've found to d- just steps to to unearth the rackets limiting voices that we have in our minds and see what's going on so uh let's just walk through it the, let's do it so the first the first step is is what what it, to to find out what limiting voices you have because a lot of times the, the the insidious part of the limiting voices is that we often don't even realize they're there but they're affecting our actions and therefore our results so finding out what they are is really valuable so one is just finding out what our persistent complaints are step one is what is one of your persistent complaints so let's just take the one mine from earlier I don't have what it takes a common one I don't have what it takes so this is a persistent complaint potentially in your mind the step two is what is the associated behavior when you have this persistent complaint and the associated behavior for me when I was thinking I don't have what it takes I feel I shut down I, I don't uh, I feel demotivated I don't get into action that those are the, that's kind of the associated behavior the third part and this is when it gets a little more into into the brain and more brain science type stuff because the first two can be obvious but the third one is rarely obvious and the third one is what are the payoffs you are getting how are you contributing to keeping that thought alive because we have 50,000 thoughts that go through our mind every single day we choose to hold on to some and why would we do that it's because we're getting something out of it so for me that it don't I don't have what it takes if I believe I don't have what it takes then guess what I don't have to have what it takes right I don't have to put myself out there I don't have to look like a failure potentially I don't have to invest I don't have to work hard so there are a lot of reasons in these payoffs why I'm doing it and the final one is okay now what is it costing you what does it cost you to not what does it cost you to hold on to this thought well to me it's costing me my dreams it's costing me my vitality it could potentially cost me um, providing for my family. I mean, over and over, there's tons that it's costing me. So what is valuable about this process? It's not that this like, oh, all of a sudden my limiting voice is gone because sometimes it likes to hang out. We've, we've rehearsed it so much it has become a habit. But now when it comes up again, we can make a more authentic choice and decision in that moment because now we see what's going on in the background. We see what's going on when he didn't realize what's going on before. We have more information to make a decision that's going to lead to a better future. Love it. Powerful. Well, you heard it directly from Aaron. If any of that fascinates you, if you're like, if you, if you were as stimulated and excited as Aaron and I were on this call, then you got to get the book. So Aaron, where, where do they go? How do they pick up a book? Where, where, how do they get yeah. more information? Yeah, I, the the launch date uh, was April twelfth, or will be April twelfth, depending when this gets released, and and it'll be on Amazon. But if you go to my site, I, what I'm doing is, um, if you just put in your email there, uh, first of all, th- there's a lot of free stuff that that I'll send you and give you. But I'll, right away, I'll send you a coupon code to get thirty percent off, even whatever the percentage is off on Amazon. So it'll be even cheaper if you go there. And also, I've got free video series. I've just got all kinds of fun stuff there. So go to the Voice of Your Dreams 
Love it. So you guys heard it, especially for the Rebelpreneur listeners and the subscribers. And make sure, if you haven't yet, subscribe, rank, and review the podcast. Leave a review on this podcast, right? Be honest. Whatever whatever five-star review you want, you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) And then as a bonus, you can go to voiceofyourdreams.com. Yeah, the, the voice. The okay, the voice Opt in, get all of Aaron's stuff. He's an incredible guy. He's somebody that you want to follow, you want to learn from. You, it, it's like it's so it's so awesome because people who get it and they 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 completely grasp that you are the people that you follow. You are the people you surround yourself with. Now more than ever. It's easier and faster to surround yourself with quality people. You literally make friends with them on all the social media platforms. You go listen to their podcasts. You pick up their books. Get inspired and take a whole new level of action. And the next month, the next six months, the next 12 months will never be the same. You will always be a better person if you continue to follow people that you want to be like and that you like. And for me, I know Aaron <clears throat> from the first conversation we had over the phone from, you know, seeing you speak on stage after reading your book, you're the man and you're the real deal. So I just want to thank you for being on the Rebelpreneur podcast, for your busy guy taking time out of your busy day and uh, just for sh- being like open hearted. You know what I mean? Like being being willing to share your wisdom and being a servant to people who are open. So my my. uh my hat goes off to you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I have huge respect for you, so that means a lot. Thank you so much. Awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. And again, for you listeners or you're watching this, go right now to thevoiceofyourdreams.com. Opt in. Grab, a, grab that discount code for his book. When the book launches, get it. And hey, thanks for listening. And make sure to leave a review and to subscribe on iTunes so we can alert you as soon as the next Rebel interview comes out. Remember, always bring out your inner Rebelpreneur to get the best results in business. Be different to get different.